This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1434. How do I remain open to love and also protect myself emotionally? By Evan Mark Katz of evanmarkkatz.com. Hello, everybody, and happy Monday. This is ORD, and I'm your host, Greg Audino. So glad you've decided to start your week off with us and chosen to take steps towards understanding and improving your relationships. Now, in this episode, I'm going to be sharing a Q&A from Evan Mark Katz's site. First, I'm going to read the question that his reader sent in to him, and then we'll hear his response. So let's jump right in today and start optimizing your life. How do I remain open to love and also protect myself emotionally? By Evan Mark Katz of evanmarkkatz.com. Hi, Evan. I'm a convert to your way of thinking, and in the last year, I've dated guys that I normally would not have been interested in, and even found myself falling very hard for one of them. If I had not been open, warm, and accepting, I don't think this ever would have happened, and I'm grateful for the experience. Unfortunately, it became evident after six months that he was not ready for a committed relationship, and I ended it with him. I would love to say that I've been able to move on easily and open myself up to someone that wants the same thing as me, but alas, this has not been the case. Which gets me to my question which I have not seen really addressed in your forum, but in my mind is central to the nature of being a woman. If a woman really opens herself up and puts a lot of the defenses to the side, chances are fairly high that she will fall in love with the man she's with, which invariably makes it much more difficult to objectively see any issues in the relationship and disconnect if that man doesn't want a commitment, kids, is dating multiple people, or any of the other red flags we watch out for, or that are important to us personally. Taking your advice means being able to connect with men, but also means being able to disconnect from them when things aren't right, which is something that a lot of women, myself included, have a really hard time doing. How do you think that women can better navigate this push-pull dynamic and allow them to better disconnect when it's obvious that the relationship isn't going in the right direction for them? Julia I printed Julia's question. Not because I had a good answer, but because I felt this was a web that was a little hard for me to untangle. Mostly because it's not about a situation that involves taking action, but about an emotion. And as you know, logic often flies in the face of emotion. But since logic tends to be my weapon of choice, allow me to do my best to wield it gently. If we dissect your question, Julia, we see the following progression. You took my advice, opened your heart, and fell in love. We can both agree that this is a net positive, right? It's still better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all, isn't it? Or did they change that when I wasn't looking? Okay, so your six-month man had no intention to be your permanent man. 
You figured that out, cut the cord, and moved on. You didn't fight to keep you, which shows that you made a smart decision and probably saved yourself years of painful waiting. Another net positive. You learned that you could have feelings for a guy, have a healthy, mature relationship, and I trust that even if it wasn't meant to be in the long run, you still gained a lot from this man. He's probably even created a new paradigm for what you're seeking from a partner in the future. The only way you could have achieved these two net positives, so falling in love and calling it quits early with mostly positive memories, is if you opened up and put your defenses to the side. Do you really think that this guy would have fallen for you if you were judgmental, egotistical, busy, selfish, and jaded? So far, I don't see any decisions that you can rightfully second guess, which doesn't mean you're not going to try. Your logic suggests that when a woman is in love with a man, she loses her objectivity and thus is willing to put up with all sorts of things that she shouldn't put up with. This is true. But just because it's true doesn't mean that it functions as a valid excuse. I just devoured Dan Ariely's book, Predictably Irrational, in less than 24 hours. In experiment after experiment, he illustrates how illogical and counterproductive our behaviors are. In one experiment, he tested the moral and ethical sensibilities of men when they were aroused. Would it surprise you that 20% of men surveyed would keep trying to get their dates into bed after their date says no? Would it surprise you that the number leaps up to 45% when the men are aroused? Finally, would you find it a reasonable excuse for a man to claim that he couldn't help himself because he was hormonally intoxicated? Hey, it's true. The science even backs him up. Whether you want to believe it or not, this is what happens to men when they get aroused. We think less clearly and more selfishly, which is sort of what you could have predicted from your own life experience. But would you actually buy that as a valid excuse from an overly aggressive man Sorry, but it's biological. Nearly 50% of all men would do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to fly. I'm not equating hypothetical assault with a woman's tendency to stay in a dead-end relationship. I am pointing out that even if your theory that love is blind is true, it doesn't mean that it should be impossible to objectively evaluate the quality and compatibility of your relationship. Not to mention that there are different kinds of blindness. Some woman might accept a man who earns less money because of love and be thrilled with her decision. Another woman might marry a man who earns less, resent him three years later, and then blame it all on the intoxicating effects of love. It's all hindsight. At the very least, Julie, what you can do is attempt to learn from your mistakes and be wise enough not to assume that every man is the same. In other words, just because your last boyfriend didn't want to commit after six months doesn't mean that you should extract a commitment from the new guy in the first three weeks. That'll just scare him off. Basically, if you want to avoid getting hurt and force yourself to disconnect, as you say, the smartest thing that you can do is to pay attention to whether your long-term goals and values seem to be aligned. If he never talks about marriage, kids, family, future, houses, etc., the writing is largely on the wall, and it's not his fault if you never choose to read it. You just listened to the post titled, How Do I Remain Open to Love and Also Protect Myself Emotionally? by Evan Mark Katz of evanmarkkatz.com. Okay, and thanks to both Evan and Julia uh, for that post and giving us the ability to share it. For me, overall, it's a great reminder as to the inevitable differences between each relationship that we might find ourselves in, and thus why we can't expect the same blueprint to work each time around. 
part of really giving ourselves over to love or anything really is getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. And if we don't open ourselves up to the possibility of hurt, the willingness to change our approach and committing to that continual cycle for as long as it takes, we stand a much greater chance to either rush in too quickly or involve ourselves with someone or in something that isn't truly right for us, largely because we're not allowing ourselves to sacrifice as much, be it our time, our energy, or our comfortability. So in short, remaining open to love can and often does require some emotional destruction. But protecting our emotions means knowing how to recognize when pain is inevitable for our growth, and the opposite of that would be trying to avoid pain in the short term, right? which only leads to longer-term dissatisfaction, unnecessary dissatisfaction, mind you. So expect some hurt and some change of plans. The sacrifice is worth it. Okay, and that's going to bring us to the end, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this segment, and do be sure to come on back tomorrow where I will have another great post for you, this time from Keith Wilson. So I'll see you there, where your optimal life awaits. <laughs>